What is up and welcome into the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined as always by my outstanding co-host. He's a Chicago Public League legend, a Simeon Wolverine legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He played second base for the Tigers back in the day. He was all swack as Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got the NFL draft analyst from NBC Sports Chicago. You can catch his work at NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Teams app. He's Glenn Morgan. He's our GM. Gentlemen, we got T-minus, what, two weeks to go before uh, the NFL season here. How you guys doing? Oh, so I thought you were talking about the Madden League. You know, you forgot to mention the <laughs> – I told the, you, man. The, we, the we, commissioner we, of the Money Madden we're, League. We're, we're on to the, to the college football <laughs> countdown here. EA Sports College Football. That's what, uh, that's what we're on. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting, man, uh, for NFL. Uh, I, like I said before, man, I'm going to say it every time and, until something happens this season to prove me wrong. I think it's going to be one of the most dynamic NFL seasons in maybe, two to, three, maybe two, to, two to three decades. Yes. You think so? It's just, it's just, I, it's, it's, it's just up in the air. Do every game yeah. is going to be like a playoff caliber team playing another playoff caliber team, and you, especially in the AFC, you just don't see that. And it's not. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say every every week. It's going to be several games every week right, <laughs> where you right. where you're seeing this, as opposed to oh, the game of the week. Like oh yeah, okay, that should be a good one. It's going to be like, I mean, are you not going to want to watch Pittsburgh and the Ravens? Are you not going to watch Buffalo and Miami? You're not going to watch Buffalo and Pittsburgh. You're not going to watch the Chiefs and the Raiders, the Raiders and the Chargers, the Chargers mm-hmm. and the Broncos, the Broncos and the West Chiefs. Gonna be, West going to be. West going to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, even, even, even the teams that were, quote, unquote, well, I shouldn't say, quote, unquote, they were really bad. But even they looked at this point, and I know it's preseason, but they look interesting because the talent level is, and especially the talent level of the skill positions is so high based upon what these players did in college, that your expectations are, you know, high because you're expecting to see something similar to what you saw from the collegiate years. I'm talking about like Jacksonville, especially, and even the Jets. I mean, yeah, the quarterback being down for the Jets maybe is tempering that a little bit, but there's still so much talent everywhere else. And Jacksonville did not look bad the other night. I mean, their front seven looks very athletic, very active. They're going to cause a lot of problems. Um, the offense, look. Trevor Lawrence, and I, I'm not a Trevor Lawrence basher. I think sometimes I get annoyed that he gets overhyped a bit much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you really had a shitty season last year. You you know, you got the first pick again, right? And you yeah. played basically all the games last year. You're three and 14. So why are we talking about you like But he's got long flowing uh, blonde yes. locks, though. Yes, that, he does. That helps. But he made some passes the other night where it was like, Okay, yeah, that's that's a special pass. He actually made one pass, and the defender it was right over the, uh, the defender fronting the, the receiver and right behind or right in front of uh, like a safety. And the the defender, the cornerback, DB had jumped up, and it he, he jumped and it still just like went over his fingertips right into the receiver's hands. And then you see Lawrence coming back waving his finger like, yeah, no, you're not going to – I'm like, okay, that's some swag right there. I'm like, okay, I got to give it to you. You can – you know it's preseason, but you'd be like, yeah, no, nah, nah. like I saw you, <laughs> you know, and I'm not going to let you – you're not going to get me. It, he was throwing more confidently than what he did last year, what I could tell. There's a lot more, you know, an, uh, assuredness with himself mm-hmm. out on the field. 
Uh, I tell you who looked really nice because we didn't see him at all last year because he was injured was uh, Travis ATN. Um, he was doing a really good job. And you look at him, he's kind of, he's not a thick running back. So he has a bit of a slight build. He, he looks like, you know, like Kamara, the type of guy that you expect to be doing more damage on the perimeter and catching the ball at the backfield. He was running really well inside and, and, and getting off, you know, tackles and, and breaking through some tackles and spinning and moving forward and making the cuts inside. I'm like, he looks healthy. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, man. And the receivers, I mean, they all look like at any point, not maybe not, you know, in September, but by like October, November, you can tell like, yeah, these guys will be effective. Marvin Jones uh, Jr. and Christian Kirk. I mean, these guys were really running nice, precise routes, um, getting that separation, being open. Uh, it's just, it's like if Jacksonville and the NFC, I'd be like, yeah, they can have a shot to make the playoffs. If it was last year and they played like this. I was going to say, you, you think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be the AFC South champions? From, from The way talking. I'm talking? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, if it weren't for the Colts, I think they got a shot. I mean, look. If, Man, you think they're just going to jump Tennessee? Tennessee taking the massive drop like that? Tennessee concerns with the quarterback position because it ain't Malik Willis. Not yet. It just isn't. He runs too much. He, 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 you know, he goes to that aspect too much right now. And then his passes, he's got the arm talent, but it's not, like I said, uh, how I said that um, Lawrence looks assured, you know, it, it looks like, like, you know, there's a confidence there. You can tell that Malik is still thinking through things. You know, he's, he's not, he's just not there just yet. And that's fine. He's a rookie. I don't, I don't expect him to be there. But the fact that they're still talking like, well, I don't know, he's looking like, I'm like, look, if you're even thinking that he's looking like he's going to take Tannehill's spot, then that doesn't say a lot about Tannehill right now. Um, they've got some receiver issues, dude. they got to get on board. I mean, Robert Woods is a nice receiver, and that's cool they got him. Losing A.J. Brown is big, and then also losing Julio on top of that. You, you're going to a rookie in Traylon Burks and then Robert Woods. And then a whole bunch of other guys. I mean, you know, Derrick Henry, you know, that he's just he's a he's a straw that stirs a drink there. And the defense looks good. Tennessee's defense looks good. Um, but I, it's not like if you told me that Jacksonville beat Tennessee in Jacksonville, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. You know, they, they've got that, they've got Jacksonville has that kind of talent, and there's their defense is really active. And, and athletic, and I, I think, you know, I mean, look, man, the Bengals were, what, 3-13 and 13 the year before, they or 4-12 and 12 the year before last, and then they went to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, again, that's worse the first happens. Yeah, so, uh, but we digress. I digress, and you guys allowed <laughs> me to do that. Uh, well, no, no, I mean, you're all in on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I, you know, <laughs> you're, you're the only guy out there that's, that's – <laughs> That's talking Jacksonville Jaguars football. So yeah, go ahead. Why not? Him and him and Nick Wright. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, I, I'm telling you, dude, that AFC man is so many teams look really good. Um, it's it's going. I mean, the fact that no one saw about the Patriots and they actually made the playoffs last year, you know, and the Dolphins, the Dolphins defense. I mean, I feel I feel like the Patriots are going to be a mess this year. They should be just based, it, just based on just just how their their uh, inner the coaching staff is mm-hmm. structured and yeah it's just I 
you know, I think I think Bill Belichick is thinking he's he's smarter than he really is at this point. And I think I, that's that's gonna, that's gonna hurt him. He's cheaper than go on get offensive coordinator. You got you got you got you know career defensive uh, uh, coaches running yeah. your offense, and it, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, I, that don't make sense. I get you. That don't make sense at all. But, but there's enough of a veteran team that they they can still win some games. They'll cause problems. We'll see. We'll see. I don't think they're gonna be able to pass the ball three times in a game this year and win. <laughs> I, I, I can't see that happening again. But uh, the Bears. Uh, we, I guess we start off. Uh, Roquan Smith ended his hold in. Uh, he's pulling a Rod Tidwell. If you saw the movie <laughs> Jerry Maguire, he is going to play out his contract with one year remaining. It's, it's, it's a risk. It's a it's it's a huge risk. Um, I I I don't know. Now we we talked you know we we talked about um, uh, the negotiations last week, and uh, I you know I, I was one that said that it made it made the Bears and Ryan Poles look a little weak. They've won this round. It looks like <laughs> now 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 long now this is you know. Uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Not a sprint, and, yeah. And you know what's what's another cliche? Um, uh, it's a it's a twelve round fight. <laughs> <laughs> he won the battle, maybe not the war. You know, <laughs> this could come back to hurt the Bears too, uh, when Roquan has a great season and and takes off for well. I guess they technically could franchise him after. Well, you heard Roquan's. You heard his press conference, right? Roquan's press conference? No, I didn't. Oh, it's a good listen. It's a good listen. It really is. Because he said some stuff. I was like, oh, okay. You you really are pissed. And you don't care that you're sounding pissed. And okay. All right. So we we got that, we got that cleared out. <laughs> He's unhappy. And um, But he, as far as the franchise thing, you're talking about, Roquan was like, hey, you know, if you franchise, you know, that's good money. So, you know, he'd be a franchise. I mean, he's automatically top three position. Yeah, so. you're top, but it's only for one year. So if you mess around and get hurt, that's true. That's what you get. But, I mean, we've seen guys play in the NFL for two years and retire. So, you know, and, and, and they, wouldn't have, they would not have made what he made, <laughs> you know, true as, that. As, as, a, as a franchise true that, But, I mean, player. but you, you know, the goal is to get that, that long-term back. No doubt, but we've seen somebody play that game and is the richest, is had the most money to this point of any quarterback in the history of the NFL. That's Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Yep. He got yeah. franchised twice and then turned around and got 88 million guaranteed. <laughs> you know, so now, of course, him. once these other guys, Mahomes and the Watson's money start kicking in and, and all that stuff, it's a little bit different. But as of right now, as far as in his pocket, <laughs> you know, what he's got. He, he, he did that. And I know quarterback position is different than middle linebacker, inside linebacker, or just a linebacker in general. But, you know, again, yeah, he and Roquan's not the only person taking a risk. You know, Lamar Jackson's doing the same thing. Although he's under contract, but it's he's at the end of his, you know, they're both on their yeah, on that that end of that. Yeah, end yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of the first they both deal. came in the same year. Yeah. So same right. contract. So, right. they, they, and they both are, are representing themselves. Um, what do you guys think about that? Do you think I I understand not maybe not having an agent 
you know, uh, you, the, for the first contract, the first. rookie contract, because everything is pretty much slotted, you know, right. uh, in the draft. So as you know, you're talking about minor language issues that you have to go through that first time around, but the second contract, I I think you need an agent just to, you know, help those negotiations, you know, go forward without uh, getting uh, personal. Roquan definitely makes sense. His responses were definitely those of I've been aggrieved personally by what. Yeah. 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 You know, you can, you know, an agent can go into a negotiation and, and the team can tell that agent exactly what they think of him. And the agent doesn't necessarily have to go back and, and tell the player, tell the the player everything yeah. that's been, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what happened with, with Roquan this time. Um, there's a lot also, um, you know, when it comes to the financial terms, it's a little different the second time around. Now, Roquan, I, I guess he's saying, hey, look, I got the union behind me. I can save this 3% and, you know, just, just have the union make sure my contract is right but still you got to you got you got to have somebody negotiating for you and i don't i don't think i don't think it's smart to 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 not have an agent you know for 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 this time around but you know hey to each his own i can't you know i'm not in that position i've i, I wish i was but three percent <laughs> doesn't seem like you know that big of a, a lot of yeah 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 i could see if it was yeah. if it was 10 20 percent you know yeah. and i'm like all right i get it but three percent don't seem don't seem like like it's 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 worth that you know of what should be a you know, contract yeah, right yeah yeah you know honestly i don't know i i think now i've always was one that felt like a lot of times these agents are getting over like some of these guys can sell themselves you know like like a rich paul in the nba like come on man how much how much do lebron really need you rich how much do ad really need you like these guys like i've always had that thought like these guys are pretty much doing you a solid by keeping you rich these guys gonna get that money if I was if I was representing them, man, like you know what I'm saying. So that's how I thought. But then you look at this situation with Roquan. It's like, well, would the Bears be doing him quite like this if he had an right, right? Like, like, like it said, like they might say some things to the agent that the agent might hold back from Roquan to prevent that kind of bad blood. So it it's opening my eyes a little more the importance of an agent. Uh, per se, um, a little bit, but we'll see. And it's I mean, like it was, even with even with him, even with his like his actions are like holding in, and it, it just it's been a weird situation to me. Like him and Iberflus has Iberflus seems like you know he loves him. Like they talk a lot. It seems like he's saying it, it's weird. It's like I've never seen nothing like this. Uh, Hold in. I've, I've never, I've never, yeah, I've never heard of that. And I, you know what though? But I, I think I, I, I appreciate it though, because I mean, at least he's around the team. He knows he's gonna be here. He ain't, you know, he knows he's he he knew he was gonna be playing. Um, 
So as long as he didn't sit out, right? You stay right, right. You stay around the team. You know, you don't get fined. You know, True. but you you you're holding your ground and saying, "Hey, I I I you know I want what I deserve." You know, uh, mm-hmm. and I and you know, it's it's business, and I think you know, I think we're at a point now where the coaches understand that. You know, all the players understand what's going on. I think there was a time, you know, years ago. Right. The coaches would take it first. It would have been, yeah, yeah. They, they, they would have felt uh, some resentment there. But, uh, but no, we, I think we're in a different different space here. But uh, so I, I get that they, you know, and, and, you know, Iberflus, he's a defensive coach. He knows what Roquan could do for his defense, I'm sure. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. I wish he could have, man, for just for for Roquan's sake, I wish they could have got he could have got this deal done so he was got taken care of. Mm-hmm. It, like I said, it's that's that's a risk, man. He mess around and 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 get hurt here. That that could be it. Yeah, but mm. that could still happen, even with the new contract. And remember the NFL, it ain't like Baseball no, buddy, buddy. But you know what, guaranteed. though, buddy, buddy would have had at least that signing bonus money. Mm-hmm. Well, and and what he wanted was around was upwards of what fifty, uh, right? Fifty, I think. Right? Fifty million, you know, guaranteed. Yeah, that, that's, that's 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 something to look at there. So, uh, so yeah, they got it. That's how this 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 reminds me of Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> my bad Rod Chipwell. <laughs> but uh but yeah, yeah. I've it's uh, I don't know. If you get a chance, you guys and anyone uh for those of our listeners check out Roquan's uh his uh his, his press conference, like like right when he said I count in the hold in and I'll be you know I'll be playing. He he he, he was salty with a smile. <laughs> it's like really he was like yeah you know somebody asked me a question I, i'm paraphrased but he's like yeah i thought i did you know uh thought i felt but i mean say like busted my ass but you know it's not appreciated i was like whoa oh okay <laughs> i didn't point the finger much <laughs> like, that's what, just, yeah it was, that's it was like really like taking it personal man yes you could tell that it was he, he was he was in this feeling hey, about it ain't that kind of weird though What's and that? I think that's another instance where that agent comes into play because, you know, this coach and GM didn't have you, right. you know, and I get it. I get it. You know, you think the ownership. That's what he but, tried to appeal to, too. You know, yeah. You know, but but this coach and GM probably looking at it like, I don't care what you did. This team wasn't shit. Right. Like, <laughs> like, you know, and that's where. That agent is important right now, man, because it ain't like you did all this and the t- and it translated to wins, you know. So that's yeah, the thing. You, you don't think know, a so. uh, you don't think a Drew Rosenhaus could uh, could get this deal done? Um, uh, maybe somebody a little less sleazy. <laughs> <laughs> Drew would have got this deal done. A little less warmy. <laughs> Drew would have got it done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I can't think of I can't think of any any high powered agents anymore that are out there. Yeah, I don't know who they are. They're like sports agencies now. It seems like you know you don't mm-hmm. seem like have like the, in, in, the individual right, right. guy who's his own entrepreneurial you know 
You don't see the what uh the Tom Tom Condon and uh right who was the guy um he had Nick Lee Steinberg oh, right 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 Lee Steinberg yeah Lee Steinberg, yeah. yeah yeah but uh yeah we'll we'll see man we'll see what happens with that uh since we last talked the Bears have played two preseason games two and oh baby two and oh I was I was hey I was I was I was ready to start talking Super Bowl <laughs> after Seattle game man. I was yes. ready. Seattle so bad. <laughs> I was I was ready for it. Um, Geno Smith. Woo. That, that's that's Why? trouble, man. That's trouble. You know what that is? That's uh that's Jeff Galuli taking it to Kit Nancy Carrington's knee. Uh, Why? Why? Man. Accuracy <laughs> issues there, man. Um, you don't think he'd be better when Lockett and uh DK dude Lock is going to be who to me he's always been when he's at Missouri. He will have moments. He's the, um, no, 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 not Drew, not not oh, I'm sorry. Drew Lock, I'm saying Lock, oh, lock, lock it, it, lock it. Oh, lock, lock it, lock it, it lock it. Like pop lock it. Yeah. <laughs> um lock it and DK. I don't I I, I see him I, you know what he is? You gotta get <laughs> Just, you gotta be able to get the ball to him. Right. He's a poor man's Jameis Winston. Who is that? Gino. He's about Drew Gino. Lock. No, oh, Gino. Gino. He's saying Gino. Gino is? He's a poor man's Jameis Winston. Jameis went 30 for 30. This dude would be like 20 for 30. <laughs> <laughs> if allowed. He, Gino, Gino, Gino is good for a quarter or two. <laughs> he don't bring him in for like week, like for two or three weeks. So that said, I think they the the one thing I, I took out of both games, the, the the Kansas City game and the Seattle game, is that um, the team looks competent. That the Bears can hang with some vocal teams. Can, yeah, me. yeah. I I, <laughs> I I took that from it. Second, um, watching the you know the second and third teamers, they seem to have some depth. At, at, at some positions, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball, where, you know, they may not have the high-end uh, superstars, you know, outside of Roquan, but they got some guys that can, that can play in this league. So that was, that was the, that was what I took out of, out of those, out of the, out of the two wins uh, so far in the preseason. Uh, and, and it's preseason. I get that. You can't always, you know, take much from those from those preseason games um i mean i, I think back to uh what was it, 2000 2005 the bears went one and three 2001 they went one and three in the in the preseason and you know ended up sure. winning 13 games so you can't you can't take much from 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 preseason but not the wins and losses no but I think but just from from the from from what you saw from individual guys yeah i i, yeah. I feel confident yeah, I'll say I took what GM said last time we we talked as far as what he wanted to see as far as like, you know, some drives that weren't just three and outs, you know, specific uh, specific plays on offense screens, stuff like that. And I saw that. Mm-hmm. I saw the tight end screen to commit yeah. against Seattle, the bootleg to commit. 
against Seattle, you know, sustained drives that it wasn't just a three and out, got a couple first downs, you know, and I was, I was pleased with it. You know, it was like, okay, offensive line still, (laughs) still is a factor, but that looked like they're going to call some plays to, to kind of, I wasn't, I wasn't too mad at the to help line. that. I heard, I, mean, I, uh, I wasn't either. I heard Colin Cowherd on Friday talking about how, uh, oh, Justin Fields is running for his life the entire, you know, you know, every time he was out there. And I was like, uh, yeah, but passing, passing the ball, you know, yeah, but I mean, you had Tevin Jenkins at right guard for the first time, you know, that's going to be an adjustment. And I thought mm-hmm. he, you know, outside of the one. One time he got he got bull rushed pretty bad. Uh, outside of that, he he looked all right. You have Mustafer, who's not going to be your starting center week one, hopefully, uh, out there. Um, I thought the kid that was that's out at left tackle, the rookie, um, looked all right. So, you know, I think that's going to fix itself here in in time in the next two weeks uh, mm-hmm. and beyond. That they're going to be formal. I'm not saying they're going to be the 90s Cowboys offensive line by any stretch, but they're going to be all right, I think, personally. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) I hope. (laughs) Um, I thought thought Phil's, you know, looked looked good. Um, Like I say, he was able to get the ball to commit a couple times. Um, The Kansas City game, he had the dime to – what was what's the receiver? Uh, you got the one where it's almost like a square out. Yeah, eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus, yeah, uh, one of the Mooney too, right? Sharp. Oh, Tajay Sharp. Tajay Sharp. Yeah, one of the Mooney. Yeah, one of the Mooney too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I they look competent. They didn't, like I said, they didn't look like world beaters, but that's a start for a, for a new regime here. Right. So that's why I say you can tell some things from preseason games, not the wins and losses, but you can tell that this team looks competent as opposed to the previous regime where there's a lot of, you know, inconsistencies. We'll say that inconsistent play, inconsistent execution. And I think that's what we're seeing here. This this team is 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 executing more cleanly than the previous regime. And with that you getting better uh, a flow with the offense and you're getting a bit more consistency and continuity and the confidence is building. These guys aren't sitting out there overthinking, questioning themselves, you know, and, and listen to other people question things. And that it's not a lot of like, you know, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of noise. This offense seems less mm-hmm. noisy. You know, their execution seems less noisy. It seems like, okay, Yes, there's some conventionality to what they're doing, but it looks like okay. So Justin, he he's rolling to his left. He doesn't just throw off balance. He sets his you know he flips his hips, flips his hips, feet, and throws a pass. But we know that he can throw off balance because he is one of the he does a good job of a lot of quarterbacks I see roll to the left. They look uncomfortable trying to throw as they're rolling to the left. It seems very natural to him. Like some people have like a natural backhand. They couldn't explain mm-hmm. to you how they have that natural backhand. 
I think Justin's always been able to just like be that dude who can roll to his left and throw. I mean, we seen him do it, you know, when he was right before he was drafted doing this pro day, but we yeah. also have footage of him doing it live in the game against a pretty talented defense when he's at Ohio state for a touchdown. So it's like, you know, you see things being done towards the betterment of, of his skill set, which improves his confidence. Like Justin looks comfortable out there. You know, even when he's running for his life, <laughs> he's knowing where the pressure's coming from. Last year, mm-hmm. he didn't know where that was coming from. At that time, like, like I saw this one guy doing a, a kind of an assessment and said, why in the hell? Like, yeah, okay, they didn't roll out for Justin, but why would you roll him out to, to TJ Watt's side? And don't have anybody to block TJ Watt. Why would you do that to him? He was setting him up for destruction, not failure. You set him up for destruction when you do that. Like the man had 22 and a half sacks. That was probably two of the easier ones he had that entire year. You know what I'm saying? So there are things that Justin looks like, like, okay, I know where the pressure's coming from. I know it's coming from here and I can dip this way. I can dip that way. I'm not, you know, like running in circles trying to figure out where to where to go or I'm running in a direction and I know that there's, I didn't know pressure was there. I just ran into a sack, you know, that that's a problem. Like last year, you look at a lot of his sacks. He ran into sacks, you know, he was trying to get away and, you know, he's moving backwards, just a lot of confusion and, and, and what have you here. We're not seeing that at least to that degree. And it's early. And again, it's preseason. I get that. And the pressures will be different, but in fairness, I've seen him get pressured a lot more from scenes, I'm like, dude, like y'all bring out that kind of pressure on, on, on like the week one of preseason. Like, really? You, first play and we coming at him like that. Okay. I, you know, so I, I think, like you said, as we're going to see something that will resemble a competent offense and a plan and an ability to execute and not cause your own problems. Like, I, I don't recall mm-hmm. seeing too many holding calls. No, no. Or false starts, really. You know what I'm saying? It's it's been pretty clean. Defensively, like I said last week, I'm not worried about these cats at all. And like I think I know you say you've seen some depth there. I think you're seeing guys that understand a scheme that's not too complicated and they're not worried about overthinking and they can just play ball. And when you can do that, you're not thinking you can play fast, you can play confident. And you know, at that point, you know, you know, you, you can your your activity and you, you know, you can make things happen. You, know, you can be disruptive. You're not going to stop every play, but like you guys say, they're flying to the ball and then they're getting back to the huddle quick. I mean, they're playing with a renewed sense of purpose. What you think about? What you think about, what you think about uh, Tristan Ebner uh, running back? I, I'm not pissed. Um, I like his ability. He used him on kickoff and punt returns. He was good at that in college. Show a little something. Him and Bellis, him and Bellis Jones back there. I feel like field position is going to be, you know, in our favor. Um, I trust him catching the ball off the backfield, and he runs tougher than I thought. I thought he'd be yeah, more. Yeah, that's what that's where I was going to get at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, I. I... I think it's something to be said of having a defensive head coach. Now you allow the offensive coordinator to do his job. You're not combative with the offensive head coach mind and the offensive coordinator who can't get on one page. And the quarterback coach. And I, 
and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think what we're I think we will finally see an identity or a competent flow from the offense. Yeah. I think that's that's what I anticipate seeing. And I didn't realize I maybe it's just on the field, but I didn't Verlis Velas. Bayless Jones, yeah. Bayless Jones, yeah. he's, he's bigger than I thought. Yeah, he's a he's a he's, he's not a, as small as I thought he was. Mm-mm. He's a he's one of those slot receivers that looks like he could have been like a running back at a small college. <laughs> you know, like like a primary mm-hmm. running back. Like yeah, he, he's he, a little thicker. Yeah, he'll, he, he'll run through some arm tackles. Yeah, I definitely thought he was a smaller dude. Nah, he's like a solid yeah. six one, like two two or five, something like that. Six foot two or five. Yeah. Another another observation I made, and you guys can tell me if I if I'm crazy with this. One through three at quarterback. This is the best we've seen in a while, with uh, with Simeon and uh, and Peterman as your as your number three. Uh, I will say one through two. You will never ever in this lifetime, in my <laughs> lifetime, yours, or. In these as, as, children's lifetime, <laughs> this lifetime, ever get me to say that Nathan Peterman looks good as a three? Never, ever gonna happen. As a three, come on, think, think back to all the threes we've had here. Uh, oh, in, in the words of what my kids used to say back about ten years, bye boy. Like man, said, come on, man, think, think back, think back to uh, uh, the Caleb Haney's and the. <laughs> Bye. Um, I'd rather who was the last? Who was the last guy we had here? Um, I can't think of his name now. Um, uh, from USC. No, he went from USC. No, I'm, I'm trying to figure who you're talking about. The, well, you talking? You talking about who are you talking about? The guy that's backing up in uh, Buffalo now. No, this dude um, out the league now. Uh, Tyler Bray. Tyler Bray. Yes. My Tennessee, yeah, another Tennessee fail. You know that's where Nathan Peterman started, right? Where? Tennessee. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he started Tennessee and he lost the job to Joshua Dobbs. See, that's now, that's why that's why you you have an issue with, with, with Peter. I have an issue because I know what he is. <laughs> Dude, I root for the Tennessee guys. I don't root against them. But when you garbage, I'm gonna call uh, you say you stink. David fails. Did he ever get a real opportunity? He was still a three. <laughs> Look, I would take fails over no, you Peterman. Wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. No, you wouldn't. You know, that, you know why Peterman, that's nuts. You know why Peterman looks good to you? Because he that? looks like he looks like he should be a quarterback, but he's not very good. I'm, I'm not, sorry, dude. I'm not saying he's a world beater. I'm saying that I, I meant as a competent three. number three. No, I'm sorry. Not okay, gonna, I'm not going to agree with you. Uh, the GM thinks I'm crazy. All right, I'm just telling you what I what I saw. Um, I, there was a certain somebody back in the day that thought Nathan Peterman was number one quarterback, and said, "You know, I remember even talking to uh, Jim Michigan State, Jim Miller. Thank you. I was talking to Jim Miller. He's like, oh, you think about the Nathan Peterman, man? I was like, Nate, uh, Jim, I, I saw him in Tennessee. I know he's at Pitt now." I know you have a warm heart for, you know, the Pitt region and the Michigan region of, of quarterbacks in Ohio region where quarterbacks come in, but he's not very good. It's, it's a lot of, it's, look, he, he let Joshua Dobbs beat him out. Sorry, bro. 
It, no. <laughs> no. That's in college, man. Dude, ask Buffalo how they feel about Nathan Peterman. And they're gonna laugh. Well, yeah, he was a, he was he was bad as a starter. I get that. But as a three, we don't where we hope three. that we won't see him. Yeah, we don't need three quarterbacks. You think Somebody get, you, you get, think they're, gonna, they're not gonna cut him. Get some young dude and put him on a practice squad. Don't keep this dude. Don't do it. Right. Don't do it. Tell you. I think he's gonna he, he's gonna they're gonna keep him. They're gonna keep him. Look, man, one Tennessee man per team. <laughs> we got Bayless. Let let let, let Peter no, he's, a, he's a pick guy, man. He's, no, he's a, a pick guy, guy now. Okay. He's a pick guy. Yeah, it's where you where you ended, <laughs> not where you started, not where you started. Hey, let's move on to uh, let's move on to baseball. Um, the White Sox started off the week Fantastic. looking good with man two wins against uh, the Astros. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Don't forget, coming off of a sweep of the Tigers. Of the Tigers, yeah, I mean, it's the Tigers. Well, no, but what I'm saying is their first five game winning streak. They yeah, had that yeah. like all year. <laughs> uh, I think Ozzy said, "Yeah, it was, that's not that's let's be real. It was the Tigers." <laughs> no, I, I, I understood, <laughs> but it's not like the Tigers haven't won game, and Tigers just gave uh, somebody else problems right before they played us. I think yeah. it was uh it was uh Cleveland, wasn't it? Cleveland, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, hey, you know, a five game win streak, we haven't had that all year. And then uh, they had the it. they had the first loss to to Houston on uh, on Wednesday night. Okay, whatever that happens, but then they got crushed twenty one to five. Yeah, football game broke out, and that we yeah, got the helmets. Yeah, yeah, we weren't we weren't ready for uh for that type of thrashing. And then you lose the opening game against against Cleveland. Um, I think they're they're now they won Saturday. They're now two and a half back. They got uh, postponed on Sunday. But uh, yes, man, it's a lot going on with this team. Your boy Eloy, what what's up with him, man? He um, I want to say soft, but boy. That's not a high tolerance for pain. He takes a swing on Friday night, and you know, Sox are in the game, and then you know, takes himself out of the game. I guess he tweaked a tweaked a hamstring. Okay, it happens, but then was in the lineup the next day. I come on, man! It couldn't have been that bad. Your team needs you. Take another cut, man. That I. And, it's, and this has happened so many times, man. He just is constantly getting hurt, getting hurt, getting hurt. I, you, you saying just put on like a knee sleeve or something, get back out there, some dirt in there, <laughs> something, man. Come on, dirt now. spit, knee sleeve. Go back I mean, out man. There. I mean, man. If you're injured, okay, cool. But clearly, he wasn't injured because he was he was ready to go the next day. So, so he should have just called Brett Favre and gone to Walgreens and CVS. And in the as seen on TV section, and got some of them. Uh, got a copper. got a copper. Uh, what do you call those? Copper <laughs> copper bands. Copper tone or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe he should maybe he should invest in that. I don't know. But that 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 was disheartening to me. No, it was disheartening, and I feel because I'm there's a warm spot in whatever hell or whatever religion you believe in that I'm probably going to reside in at some point. I still. 
chuckle at Grandel. I know it's wrong. I know he hurt himself, but the way he was running those faces when he was trying to score from second yesterday, he tried to run around the tag. It hurt his knee. Oh, shoot. On the ground. It was clutching it and rolling. Like, what did you do? Like, how did you hurt yourself? I have never in my X amount of years I've been on this earth. We don't need to get into that. But X amount of years have I seen a baseball team in consecutive years get hurt just running <laughs> in a straight line. I've just never seen it, man. Last year, was it uh, Pantata? <laughs> Roberts is running and pulls like his growing off his bone or whatever it was. You know, it was just a horrible injury he had. And you saw like AJ Pollock this year early on pulled a hamstring running. We seen Tim jump up in the air when he's done a gazillion times to throw the ball, pulled his nuts. <laughs> These guys. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Is, yeah. What? 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 What is with this team that they they continue to have these types of injuries? Makata, they, they always got laid. They got, they got rid of Allen Thomas, and that's what that's what it is. Apart. That's oh, what it is. Uh, you're not the first person to say that. I've heard that from uh, from somebody else that uh, that's sort of close with the team. That that has to be something. I understand. That's- Rondell's not fast. <laughs> he, he's not generating any speed. How do you hurt yourself just running? I don't, I don't get it. He looked like Sylvester. He looked like Sylvester Stallone. He looked like Sylvester Stallone in the is it the replaceables or the irreplaceables or whatever that movie running on a dock like that that movie with a whole bunch of old retired men trying to be action heroes. Oh God! Yeah, oh, that's about eighteen. No, oh, no, 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 no! It was a, It was a. It was like this ensemble cast with all these old, yeah, uh, heroes. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, and then Wesley Snipes and, 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 and Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> it just looked like old men running. He <laughs> pulled something. Yeah. Like who else got hurt? Yeah, that? Oh, yeah. Come on, man! I, I think that I think the Adam Thomas thing is 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 legit. So, so if uh, Elvis Andrews is the only person that doesn't get hurt this year, it's because he got traded by somebody else. That be the reason. <laughs> Think about it. Even our part-time guys can't play long enough before they get hurt. Mendick's been gone all year because he got hurt like two weeks into like taking Tim's place. Right. He, he got hurt. How many times, dude? I've never. What's his name got hurt? The uh, the fast outfielder who usually plays right field, sometimes center, who's who's pretty good at catching the ball. Speed guy. They bring him to pinch run from time to time. Right angle. 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 He's been hurt a couple of times already. Like, I don't think anyone has not been hurt. I think, you know what? That's what worries me. I feel like at the end of the season, that's going to be the excuse that they caught an injury bug. And that Tony's gonna stay another year. God, dude. I mean, this is that was a problem. That was an excuse last year. Just the division was suckier, so it didn't matter as much. But they're only two and a half back, so they're in it. 
I mean, if it wasn't for the pitching, man, the pitching, the pitching has been the, the star this year. Absolutely. And then Cueto. Cueto has come in, yeah. I mean, come on, man. How many can – 11 quality starts in a row or, or not? I don't know. That, I don't know. I don't know if he's had maybe one. That yeah, was not a quality start early on. Yeah, yeah. he's been like he's like he's, he's on a string right now. I don't know if it's eight, nine, ten, or eleven, but he's on a string. Cease has been dealing. I mean, if Giolito was any good, we actually might be in first place or tied for first. Or I mean, it's not so much. I mean, you know, in first place or with a lead, more of a lead. But uh, dude, it's something. Something's going wrong, dude. Where you can't run a straight line without these dudes getting hurt, or they running in the outfield getting hurt. Not hitting. It's no. It's, it's not a contact injury, man. It's crazy. I've never seen that. Yeah. Never. So with with so many guys. Yes, but like you said, they're still in it. If they can beat the Guardians, now they're one and a half, or maybe if maybe maybe they lose a half a game because they didn't play today, and other teams did. Um, but whatever it is, I mean, they're within shouting distance and they have an entire month to make a difference, but it's not going to be easy. They got some, some, some competition this month. Well, two and a half and they got, uh, they got the Royals coming up. So that's a yeah. good thing. Well, I don't know. We lost to them last time. That's true. We did. We did lose three or four of the Royals. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's a good thing. You're right. It should be. That's why I said that. I don't sneeze at the Tigers. I'm like, Hey, we, to get anything in a row has been weird this year. It's been like up and down. Other than we've had more consecutive losses in a row, or strings of losses in a row than we've had strings of wins in a row. So yeah, Kansas City on Monday. For, I guess that's a makeup game. Um, and then to Baltimore for three in Baltimore. That's going to mm-hmm. be tough. The old the O's are playing pretty pretty good baseball right now. And, they and handle, then Arizona. They- yeah, and Baltimore handled us when they played us before. Yeah, yeah. So tough week coming up uh, for the White Sox. Smoke, uh, your Yankees are only up eight games, man. You worried yet? Yeah. <laughs> Even eight though eight games. games is still a lot. It's eight now, we've games. been bad, man. We've been very bad. Dude. Very bad. You're regressing to the mean a little bit. Regression, regression uh, hopefully, 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 it's one of them things where you know you get it out before postseason. But right. but but man, we you up eight games. So up eight games. Yeah. So we got so we got room to bullshit basically. <laughs> yeah, you gave you gave yourself that. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You got a guy going for the MVP on your team. He's slumping right now. Yeah, we should all slump with forty-five plus home runs. Yeah, that's true. You, you know what this team needs right now, Smoke? Captain. They need the captain. <laughs> 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 so, number one Jeter fan. That is great segue, by the way. By yes, segue, uh, GM. <laughs> What did you think about the documentary series, The Captain? I mean, I loved it. It, it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't catch me by surprise. It was nothing that happened in that documentary that had me like, oh, damn, I didn't know Jeter was like that. Oh, damn, yeah. I didn't know he thought like that. Like, everything that happened is why I'm 
such a Jeter fan. One of the main things that stick with me, and I and I stand by this, and I live by this as a player, coach, the whole what ifs. If we were this, if we were that, and what Jeter say, man, that's loser talk. Losers <laughs> speak about the what ifs. And what I loved most was when he reminisced on 01 and 03. He like, you know, and I'm he like, man, and my no doubt in my mind, we win in 01. We gave away 01 and he, we gave away 03. He like, but you know what? I sound like a loser. So I can't, I can't harp on that. And that that that's why that's why I'm such a fan. Like that's right. You sound like a loser, no matter what. As a fan, yeah, I believe y'all gave those away. I believe y'all should have won those. But if you're going off your own lives, you know, that's loser talk. Ain't no what ifs in this game, man. Get it done or you know, go home. But I wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked. I had my debates with people, you know, that you know consistently try to say he's because he was the Yankee you know it's the only reason his career turned out the way it did and 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 you know what came to light in this documentary to me was how how when you win everything is just so elevated when you win at the level they won people forget they hadn't won since the 70s mm. up until that point they hadn't won since the 70s. But since they started winning, it became, oh, look who he has around him. Well, if I'm not mistaken of that lineup, he's the only Hall of Famer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I'm taking nothing from those guys that that played with him. But, like, those key guys, he's the only Hall of Famer. Like, True. pitching was the shit for that for – that, over that uh, – over that time it should be more hall of fame we know why some of them not in it we're not gonna speak on that but you know <laughs> but so is mariano but, man mariano's a hall of fame well, mariano's in it he's yeah, he's, in, he's in line, yeah, he's in he's line in. Up, though oh right I, i'm day. not speaking of the i'm speaking of the lineup i've, gotcha, I've had gotcha. arguments with people who are saying because jita was in that lineup with so many guys that were so great he was right. protected so that's why he was so successful. I'm talking people who actually play the game of baseball. Right. I'm like, if that's not the dumbest shit in the world, no pitcher is going up to Derek Jeter and saying, here you go, Jeter, hit the ball. Now, yeah, they're probably pitching to him. They're not pitching around him, but the right. mindset is still to get the guy out. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm like, man, I'm like, people just, you know, hate, hate is, a, is big when you're a winner. Right. You win like you do, the hate comes. And so the guy just he just did his job to the to the maximum of his ability. And he believed in winning first. Forget all that other stuff. And man, like I say, he proved to be what I've always thought him to be. I'm not surprised at anything I saw in that documentary. I was oh, go, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's a real quick. I was gonna say actually I I agree that him being a Yankee is a big reason why he has success, but I don't see that as a knock. It's like you had to embrace those moments. You still had to win mm-hmm. in those moments. They didn't just happen because yeah. people didn't just stop playing because they was the Yankees. As we saw that when they played the, the Diamondbacks, I mean, Diamondbacks, the Yankees had to fight back. 
I forgot yeah. the Diamondbacks were that close to winning. I'm like, oh, I thought I thought it was like the Diamondbacks fighting back. I mean, they did because they they were what was it 3-0 or 2-0? Then they were down 3-2. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I I was like, I didn't I didn't remember yeah, it like that. I thought it was I thought the Diamondbacks were 3-1, and then the Yankees fought back and the Diamondbacks held on. But no, it was the other way around. Diamondbacks lost and had to win two. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to win Johnson. two in, in New York. Right, Johnson and Schilling. No, 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 no. They, they went back Arizona. to. They went back to. Arizona. They blew it in New York. They blew it. They could have. They could have okay. won it in New York, and that's when Jeter hit the. That's what the missed the November came it, oh, into right, play. Right, he hit right, the walk right. off on uh on Kim after midnight. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, I, I think him being a New York Yankee, yeah, he benefited from that, only in the sense that he had those moments that the world or the baseball world was aware of the Yankees carry that kind of cachet but you have to step up in those moments yeah and you have exactly. to embrace those moments and he he did that and he he lived for that and he succeeded and it it's it created an aura and I mean look man I mean even his last swing of the bat you know like he said a storybook it's like you know it's a very Jeter way to go out <laughs> yeah you know yeah. Um, but yeah i'm sorry yes but that's that's all i was gonna say yeah i was gonna say the two things i i took from it number one he was the perfect perfect guy for that market and that team um at the time that's got to be tough you know being the guy in new york um especially you know during that time um and and he endured it you know, so you got to give him props for that. Um, and then the second thing that was brought up um, when they talked about race. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was interesting. I, I, I guess I never really I never I, I never really wondered, you know, what he saw himself, himself as. And um <laughs> And to see that he, he, hey, straight up said, society did the man say? He called him. uh, He called him color. He was colorless. He colorless. Right. What is that? He say, man, man, what the hell is that? What the hell is that? that? Yeah. (laughs) Um, and that was why you know reporters didn't ask questions. Now I will say this. I'll, I'll I'll defend the reporters just just a little bit. And saying that, uh, you know, they, they asked the question why Jeter wasn't asked about some of the uh, social injustice issues. And they said, well, you know, it was the Yankees and, you know, you didn't ask that type of question. And we didn't think that Jeter would even answer it. And then Jeter came back and said, well, I was never asked. Had I been asked, I would have. But then later on, he talked about how he didn't like when reporters you know, would ask questions outside of baseball, what happened on the field. So it was, it was sort of contradictory. Right. Um, but, you know, with the, you know, he's, he's come out with the players tribune and, right. and since thing. then has, you know, uh, really made some strong statements when it comes to uh, uh, social injustice, social injustice. In, mm-hmm. in this country. So, uh, so yeah, you got to give them, give them props for that. Um and he just man, I was disappointed though 
that the gift basket story <laughs> was not true. It was a fraud. <laughs> well, he, he's I married was now. Disappointed. He may have to say that because he's married now. Man, that was one thing that do that shocked me too. Though was the I feel I part of me feel like the wife is lying her ass off talking about she had no idea who Derek G who he was. was. Yeah, come on, everybody knew Derek. I, I just was. have she from New York. She's there she in 2009 working. when they won the World Series. She said she was at the parade. Like, come, come on, man. you know, you know who Derek G. Was. Come on, that was how, that's how she and, got him. And her mom knew too. Yep. <laughs> yep. But, but oh yeah, man. But I, yeah. I, but I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was thoroughly disappointed that uh, that the basket <laughs> story was not true. Um, <laughs> Because I, I wanted to, you know, uh, to live my life in that in that way. You know, I, I wish I could have, but uh, but still, yeah, yeah. But other than that, I was that man. Outstanding career. I thought I thought the doc overall was a, sometimes a little, a little long and, and and drawn out a little bit, a little bit. But uh, overall, you know, it was, it was it was definitely worth the watch, no doubt. Uh, not a, not a Jeter aficionado like 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 B, but um, I didn't really know a lot about Derek in terms of. I didn't follow the Yankees. I didn't really follow. I mean, I knew who he was obviously, and you know, he was uh, one of those guys that always seemed to perform when the lights were bright. But I didn't have an idea like what his personality was. So he's so stoic on the mm-hmm. baseball field and so so focused, which was cool. You know, I, I know I knew. I didn't dislike him. I liked the fact that he was all about the business. So I could, res- I could respect him, I guess is what I'm saying. I, re- I respected his play. But to actually hear him talk and to be able to, you know, elaborate more about, you know, what his why? thought process, what the whys, mm-hmm. the wins, the whys, the where, like where I came from, how I came up, why I do this, how I perceive this, how I process this. I found some of that interesting. And, you know, you hear some of the things from play. And it's interesting, you know, especially the last one, they had Mike talk a couple of times. So making a parallels to Michael Jordan, like, hey, you know, when that moment there, you know, you step into that moment and you're not thinking about anything other than just, you know, doing your job or trying to, you know, achieve in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other stuff comes with it. Um, but to hear him talk, He's not seeing quite as fanatical as Michael, but you can see where there are parallels, you know. And, and for him, a lot of athletes, and it, it was good. I like the fact that he, he being Jeter, knows what his flaws are, as as you know, in terms of relating to others and I, how he, you know, communicates and stuff. And he's aware, like, yeah, that's probably a character flaw. I understand that, but. That's how I am. <laughs> and, I, and I have to be that way for me because that's how I can process, how I can compartmentalize and get through to the next thing, whatever the next thing is. And he's always looking for the next thing. They made that. I, I love the fact that the parents were involved and his sister were, were involved so thoroughly through this thing because it humanizes him a little bit more. I'm, I'm and, a big fan of his sister, by the way. Yes, yeah. <laughs> big fan. Yeah, big fan. Well, now I'll say what I didn't know. I, 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 and maybe I knew and I forgot. I forgot that uh, Gerald Perry passed away. I didn't know. I didn't. Yeah, Gerald yeah, Williams. I, I, Gerald Williams. Williams. I'm sorry, Gerald Williams. Gerald Williams. Yeah, sorry about yeah. That. I, I, I forgot about it until 
they they uh they showed, yeah, the, it. They showed it. it. I'm like, yeah. oh damn, he did pass. No, the way I remember it was before the last episode aired, Gerald's birthday was before the episode aired, and Jeter wished him a happy heavenly birthday. I'm like, wait, Gerald Williams did die. Yeah, I, I damn, I'm like, that's weird now watching him through this documentary. Right, because he's, he's actually so no longer here. Yeah. Right. Yep. So that messed yeah. me up a little bit. I was like, well, I'm like, wait, what how? He's in the doc. What? Oh, and I was like, I like, man, I didn't know. And for him to be Gerald, it is being someone that was one of the closest friends to Derek and mm-hmm. person that he trusts a lot and a mentor in a lot of ways, too. Like a big brother. Yeah. You know, in a lot of ways. Um, so that I I I, if there's anything I felt a little bit, because I, I get it to some degree, I'm definitely not saying I'm Jeter at all, but I get that once that trust is gone, it's tough. And then for Derek, you know, to be in such an oyster, you know, or the apple of New York's eye, if you will, but you can't, you can't let anybody in, you know. He, and, could, he couldn't, he couldn't show vulnerability because then they'd try to eat him up. And so yeah. he he was putting the media in their place quick and moving on to where they couldn't even harp on it. Not just that. <laughs> I mean, that that part, I think, is easier than off the field being Derek Jeter. And that's what I'm talking about more so, yeah. like who to trust, where to go out, when to go out. You know, early on, they talk about that once. I'm like, man, if I had actually made the decision to go out, I might have been he caught up. He's supposed to yeah, went to the yeah, club that the night club, with right. the, the, the G- I mean, the Puffy and J Lo thing. Yeah, right. I'd have been caught up, you know. But... That was uh, that was Shine who, uh, yeah, who got, yeah. who got caught up with that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I will say, out of everything in this documentary or surrounding it, the thing I enjoyed the most was a commercial where he was interviewing those kids. Those were awesome. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> like almost every one of them was like was great in their own way. I mean, it's just in these kids for these kids that have that kind of composure and personality and just you know honey badger mentality. Like I don't give it. I'm just gonna ask this guy this question. And it's just gonna go. You know, and just have fun with it. I, I thought it was cool. His reactions to their questions were just like, okay. <laughs> I can't believe these precocious kids are, are talking to me like you know, like I'm just a nobody, you know. So mm-hmm. so there are a lot of things done. I thought that I thought it was well put together. Um, I don't know between this and the last dance, which one people would say they like more. Oh, oh last dance, last dance, dance it's not even okay. easy. It's not easy. Even a, a question. Easy. I, and I, I, and I, I'm I and I'm and too, I'm a baseball diehard right. but last dance easy. Okay. Easy. And and glad you mentioned that because like I said, with and granted, the last dance didn't necessarily prove to me things about well, no, it did. I, I knew they said Mike was was a crazy guy and practices and shit like that, but but to <laughs> yeah, actually not to, that, not see to that level to see it, yeah. To actually yeah. see it was like, oh yeah. shit. Like nothing shocked me about the Jeta doc. Nothing. <laughs> nothing at all i wasn't shocked about anything that happened like it was like the entire thing he was in character he was who he always portrayed to be nothing shocked us like asa and i mean we joked about it but like the fact that the gift bag thing turned out to be just a myth like that would have probably increased the 
mythology the, about the mythology of the of the, <laughs> uh, the show, you know. But like with George, with the Last Dance, yeah, that yeah, and the true. drama that came from it. That's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, the drama um, that came after it <laughs> added to that that to, sense of the mystique to, of to it. Actually, to yes. actually see like how how MJ treated like a Scott Burrell. <laughs> That was horrible. Uh, man, it's just so bad. Um, or you know, like Scotty Scotty under the bus. Even, yeah. I I go back, I go back to that. It's true, that's what happened. But did he really have to have to bring that up? Especially after he had been gone for some yeah, time. Yeah, he, he wasn't right. there. Right. The 94 season didn't have to come up. <laughs> not in depth like that he not wasn't the way there. it did yeah not the way yeah. it did now the the 98 season when scotty decided he wasn't gonna do his rehab until the season started i get that and that that happened but, but it was all a part of the story i mean yeah. it was a, it was a, it was a it was a timeline you had the what was that 90 with the pistons the migraine yeah, yeah. All of it goes together. Really. No, he didn't I give him, it. You know what? Though? He didn't give him too much crap about the migraine, though. He I'm, that's what I'm saying. Though. Yeah, it was like he didn't. Of course, he didn't give him no crap about 94 because he wasn't there. But he yeah. highlighted. <laughs> no, no, he did. He can't. He MJ said he, he was wrong. Oh, I, I yeah, remember. MJ I, said he was wrong. He was wrong for sitting out the 1.8. Now the thing is. History, you know, with, with Kukoc hitting that shot, you know, right. lessens the blow for Scotty. Yeah. And Scotty should be happy that you know that that happened because it, it, this could be this could be a different story, you know. Uh, but yeah, Mike Mike brought that. Mike talked about that in in, in the Last Dance. Um, but yeah, I think Last Dance. I, I I think Last Dance is one of the top two documentary sports documentaries i've ever seen that yes. and then the uh black magic no 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 uh the oj the oj oh doc. yeah yeah you're right uh, i don't know if, i don't know if that counts as a sports documentary oh uh, why would uh, it uh, why would uh, it well because it was i mean it was it's about it was, oj it was but, more about the the case right right than than him his career per se but he's not oj because of his movie acting True that. True that. So because he was the juice. <laughs> <laughs> that that documentary that I that that was awesome. That I, that was the, the 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 best thing I've ever seen. Man, you... just how they put that story together. Yeah. Top three for me. Last dance. Fab Five. And Bad Boys. And. Bad Boys is so fulfilling to me as how it ended. Well, yeah, because you because as a <laughs> but it, Bulls but it, fan, no, but no, but the but the but the entire doc was so good though. Yeah, well, it was. It, it was. was so good, and then it the way it, it the way it ended, it it just put the cherry on top. But yeah, yeah. I really like like I can watch that whole documentary many times over and over. I really could, which is. Which is why, um, you know, we talk about the last dance, that 98 season, 
I'm I'm actually glad that it ended there because we didn't have to see the Bulls lose. Right. Or that iter- that iteration of the team lose in the playoffs. No, no one no one no one's no one has that no one, no one not no one Magic, knocked him off the throne. Magic's dot yeah pretty much ends with <laughs> With Jordan, <laughs> the, yeah. the, the bad boys. The bad boys. Uh, I mean, you look. You look at the the Celtics uh, of the eighties. It ends with with the bad boys. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't say that about about the nineties Bulls. So uh, ending with Jerry Krause. But maybe, yeah. So maybe that was the that was the right the right way to end that. You know, just 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 a thought there. But uh, but yeah, overall, yeah, like I said. Uh, Jeter's my favorite. He said, "I got that." I, I said before he he said hello to me once, so I'm. I'll never forget <laughs> that that uh, that feeling that I had, like I was a a twelve year old girl, uh, just so giddy. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah. I do, I do got one more thing though. Yeah, it yeah. is. I, I, and GM kind of said it though, just the way his career went with the Yankees and him having a knack for the big moment. A lot of this shit, it was like, you couldn't script it better right. in a movie, man. 3,000 hit to be a home run. Yeah. Last game at Yankee Stadium to be a walk-off. <laughs> Those things, you couldn't have scripted better at Disney. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane, man. That's insane. So. Salute to the captain. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, hey, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. want to thank you all for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We don't take your listens lightly. Uh, you can catch us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. We're, we're everywhere. Yeah, you can also catch us at hp53productions.com. There you find a link to our podcast as well as the Super Duper podcast hosted by Rob Griggs and the Father Good podcast hosted by Marshall Givens and Kenny Stevenson. Yo, Glenn. Yep, yep. Please take us out. Hey, it's like we always say. We ain't saying we're right. We just don't think we're wrong. We'll see you next week. Hey.